and we are back. And for the and for the first time in podcast history, we're going to allow this to happen. Do the honors, Mr. Ryan. I'll tell you what, Alex. Glad you had me on, man. This is part two. Mexi Mind Matters podcast. What great discussion earlier this afternoon. We're continuing on now. We're continuing on now live from Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina for the Jackaroos, uh, Columbus Jackaroos, Australian Rules football team, the Jillaroos also. Uh, everybody had a good night out at the bar. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Mexican, explain that a little bit. It's, okay, one, there was no boat race. No boat race. Number two. You were talking, in part one, you were talking pretty heavy about that boat race. Why don't you explain I, to the, the people? The girls had a boat race and they won. Well, I'm not, I mean, again, again, the girls had a boat race. Great. Did we? I see it? No. We weren't even there. The girls disappeared. Oh, we won a boat race. For all I know, that didn't even really happen. It was glasses of water. For all I know. Because nobody, there was no cheering for a boat race. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I'm kind of. I'm with. Okay, Alex, I'm completely with you. I didn't because we were eating. We, I was eating my quesadilla, and next year I know it was like the girls disappear, and as oh. Trump said, I got. T- you better hope I don't have tapes, Comey. What? What? Okay. Apparently, Aaron. We, do, we have a salt. We have a third party in the room here, ladies and apparently, gentlemen, for the, the Mexi Mind Matters podcast. You know what? Apparently, apparently, people don't listen to instructions very well on the podcast. <laughs> That's a, that's an absolute fact. That's an but but uh, okay, but apparently Aaron is is still with us on this podcast, um, but also I would like to point out that um, I wasn't able to go. For, well, actually, I guess this is a plus. I wasn't able to go to that little disco you guys went to when it was like a hundred degrees and Sleeper and Thornberry were dancing the night away. We're not twenty two anymore, so no, obviously Thornberry wasn't because everyone thought he was gay. What? Aaron, please elaborate if you're going to throw out nonsense. Please. Well, when we walked in, Thornberry grabbed Courtney and I and said, You two, you're girls. You need to dance with me. Everyone thinks I'm gay. <laughs> well, he was wearing he jean was shorts. He was wearing wait, a gay wait, wait, real quick, He had on a little sailor's like striped shirt and then like white <laughs> shoes and jean shorts. Like He did kind of look a little gay. I like Aussie Nate. I like Aussie Nate's a great guy. I'm, I'm on this podcast strictly to talk about Oh, I, can, can we, can we, matters, and can we also, talking, well, this is so no speaking, disrespect on my part, I'm not saying anything about anybody. Well, no, I, 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 will say, I will say this, I will say this. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. Technically, he has had my finger up his butt. Yeah. The truth will... Wait, 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 real quick, time out. That's a, that's a serious time out on this podcast right now. we got to elaborate a little bit on this. At Nationals. Messi, you said at, real quick, you had your finger in this guy's butt. Yes, at Nationals, Thornberry. <laughs> that's disgusting, bro. At, at Nationals, <laughs> at Nationals, Thornberry tried, I forget how this started, like he tried to wrestle me at some point, oh, and my. I literally the skipper flipped over him Jesus. over, bent him on the bed, and was like, you want me to stick one or two fingers back there? And my pinky, <laughs> you sick fuck. my pinky was up his rectum. And Did, oh, I don't man. know. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna ask any reaction either way, whether he liked it or didn't like it. I don't. It seemed, I really, I'm, I'm on Mexico. It seemed. Know, it seemed, it seemed that he liked it. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but then again, then again, then again, he had been pre-gaming, so I don't know. But anyways, oh, he had been pre-gaming. Pre-game. Yeah. So oh, so that the, that 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 not an alcohol involved in that one. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We're about yeah, to get no question. 
We're about to get frisky later on no, tonight, no but we, we will we will we will turn this off before that starts. But anyways, so <laughs> back you, to Raleigh, North Carolina. I'll tell you okay. what, man. So how would I'll, I'll tell you overall, Max? You're a guy, you're a guy that travels a lot, man. I'll tell you what, you're a guy that travels a lot. Mm-hmm. You're all over. Every time I talk to you, man. I mean, I I might see you every couple of months. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk to you, you're you're in five different cities. You're literally. I ran a marathon here. I I, I did this this weekend. I went to this marathon here. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a busy guy. You're a busy guy. Very busy guy. Very busy guy. So overall, how's the marathon going? What do you have upcoming on the marathon schedule? Well, now that I have Monday off, I am probably going to venture to New Mexico. There's apparently this town called Angel Fire. I'm actually glad you brought this up because this, this topic, sort of, came up in Denver where I met... Other maniacs, other people part of my club, and yeah. um, they were, they were, we were talking about like which what upcoming races we had. So I basically mentioned, hey, I want to do Angel Fire, New Mexico, which is this little tiny town. Angel Fire, it's kind of in altitude, it's in the mountains. So my plan is to fly into Denver for cheap, and then just rent a car and drive south because it's like right by the Colorado New Mexico border. Well, the guy, this guy I met, older guy, he's the half-maniac, half-fanatic ambassador. Now, what that means is our club is called Marathon Maniacs, but then we have, like, a subdivision of half-fanatics, so people who like to run a bunch of half-marathons everywhere. And I think it's just, like, a bunch of, like, it's just basically more promoting, more, like, getting money out of people for the club. Because right. here's my take on it. Why would I, would I, do I need to be part of a club that is about half marathons if every marathon I run is basically a half times two? So every time I do a new marathon in a new state, I'm technically doing a new half marathon in a new state. So it seems kind of pointless to me, so I'm not in both clubs. I'm just like in the main one. Oh, I got but, you. But he's, I hear but he's, you. I hear you. but the guy, the guy I met, he's, he, his name's Randy. He's from Oklahoma. He is the Oklahoma City ambassador of the half fanatics. So he okay. doesn't do a lot of marathons. Okay. He does a lot of half marathons. So he was telling me about Angel Fire, and he goes, "Oh no, no, I, I wouldn't do that one." I'm like, "Why not?" It's like, well, um, they don't pay their vendors, and I'm like, "What do you mean they don't pay their vendors?" And he's like, "Well, you know." A few of us, you know, we're not doing the race. We're boycotting because, you know, last year we found out that, you know, they weren't paying their beer distributor. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Do I get a medal? Yes. Do they have a bid? Yes. Is it timed? Yes. Do they have results on the website? Yes. Then what the fuck do I care if they owe money to the beer place? What, 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 That's no I concern mean, for you, I mean, I mean, that, I mean, that, that is no concern in the... In, Exactly. Mexi, as far as the Mexican mind matters concerned, it is. It is it's zero concern. It is irrelevant. I am not Absolutely. running. I am not running or not That's running. A fly on a wall. Yeah. I am not. No I am, it's no not question. like I'm running or not running to to take a stand. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You didn't pay your beer distributor. I'm sorry. You didn't pay your goo distributor. Yeah, it's like, Give me my I'm, medal and let I'm me get sorry. out of here. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I I can't run you anymore. <laughs> oh, no. right. oh, oh my god. Now I did hear. I did hear that because it's it's in the middle of nowhere, there's a lack of porta potties, but that's I mean yeah, but as a I guy, you, as a guy, as a guy, you could just stop at any point of the course and really. I mean, you could be the first place or last place guy. Real, realistically, you could just. 
Well, here's you can the do your thing wherever there's, the hell you want to feel been, like it because you're running. Been, you know what I mean? There's been races where it's in the woods and I literally, like, there's nowhere to go and I have to go number two. So there's been a few races where. Oh, this is. Wait, wait, real quick. I have time up. This is a different dynamic, man. So I'm, th- I'm sitting there thinking on a half marathon basis. Mm-hmm. On, talking half marathon. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever had to take a shit during a half marathon? Not. Because that would be pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, because a half marathon is very doable to either hold it, hold I, your well, poop, hold well, your fucking here, poop. Well, here's, here's the you thing. Yeah, this is. This is here's taking the, a dump during a. Here's oh, the thing. That's it, a tough it, situation. Man. It's. it's it's a two-way. Mm, it's it's like depends on what you consider a half marathon, because if we're talking about the actual, like an official half marathon race, no, that's never happened to me. However, oh. I have pooped during the first half of a oh, marathon. A full marathon. Of a okay. Full marathon. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Abs- I'm with you. Marathon, I'm with you. Dude, a half marathon never. I've never an official half marathon never have to go to the bathroom. However, I have noticed that the faster I run, the more tendency I have to go to the bathroom during the race. So I don't know if that, and I'm not just talking about number two, number one as well. So because I'm, I'm, I'm now learning to hydrate myself better. And, and I'm like, what? I keep having to pee. Yeah. And, it, and for you, it's a process. You get that thing down after every marathon that you run. More and more, you're kind of getting down to how what what your stomach's gonna feel like, how many miles well, that's out. The, thing. It's like the more experience to... you have, you know, the more the more better off you're gonna be as a as a runner. Well, yeah, to not it... shit your pants or want to take a piss. Well, in the well, there, of well, thing, you know what I mean? Well, that's the issue. Is that's that where kind of there's gotta be a way that people like. I'm sure there's something they could take. I haven't figured out what it is to not have to go during a race because yeah. I'm like, if I'm getting faster and I keep having to go, I mean, either a I learn how to poop fast. Or, I don't know. But back to my point, there's been times where it's a trail marathon and there's nowhere to go and I have to go number two. I literally go in the, in the woods and pop a squat next to a tree and I just dump one there. And usually, if it's a trail, if it's a trail, I usually take a towel with me. Like one of those like hotel towels like the ones we have here. Right, like right, tiny right. Ones. I take those all the time and just... Wait, you stuff one of the... Real quick, real quick. So this... Um, this, this you think about taking a dump in the woods during a marathon, yeah. right? Yeah, you take the towel as preparation, which is a solid thing to do. Yeah, very I solid, put, very it, solid thing to do. I stick it on my running belt because you take it's a, full, a, tra- a full bath towel. No, 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 no. Like, like these. Yeah, because I'm ones. saying, no, as, as a runner, you don't want nothing. You don't want that hanging you down there for 15 well, no, miles it's, it's and then I take a it's, shit in the woods. You know what I mean? We have, we have some right here. Okay. You t- okay, okay. You take one of these little faces. Uh, not, 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 a, not a full, not, yeah, not even a full face towel. But you're yeah. taking a, you're taking a wa- basically a washcloth. Yeah, one of those. So Maxi, right. Maxi's going out. If he has to take a shit in a marathon, ladies and gentlemen, it is with a washcloth. In the woods, yeah, in the middle of the woods at the 16 mile mark. Maxi, mine matters. Has to take a dump, ladies and gentlemen. Up against a tree. Up against a tree, he's got to walk. He's literally got to wash, out the white. That's some exercise right there because you're you're squat. You're literally holding oh, your squat serious? the whole oh. time. Oh yeah, it's not like you're sitting there. You're <laughs> holding your squat the whole time <laughs> no, no to question. try not get on your shoes. Dude, and you've already run 15, 16 miles at yeah, that point to where you're to where you're just miserable, like not miserable, but I mean to where you've already been working hard. Yeah, exactly. So, so that, that's a serious. That's a serious. 
I don't know how these guys do it, even at the elite level. Okay, if you're at the elite well, level, if you're at the elite level, these guys in Boston, these guys, these guys from no, Kenya, Ethiopia. Themselves. I mean, these guys are straight studs. They're shitting They're themselves. training the altitude. Well, then again, but do you ever think? Do you ever think though, at the elite level, these guys are five foot two, a hundred, I don't know, twenty pounds. Well, here, here's 115 the thing, pounds. You think those guys ever? You think those real quick Mexican Boston Marathon? No, because a Kenyan, a Kenyan marathoner, first place in the Boston Marathon at the 20 mile mark, has to take a fucking shit at the 21 mile mark. Well, here's the thing. What would they do? I mean, run they're faster. little guys, but I, I mean. But that's the thing run faster because at that point, they average what? Two hours to two hours and a half? No, I think the world, I think the Boston every year, man, probably anywhere from two hours, six minutes. To about two hours and ten minutes, depending, well, on, the, well, depending on the weather conditions and well, all that. That's what I'm saying. They're faster. Those guys are beasts. They're faster. I can go two hours without pooping. That's a lot easier than going five hours without pooping. They're a lot faster than. Well, five yeah. Hours. So if if I if I'm if I was that fast, and I got the urge to poop at mile twenty one twenty two. Well, then you, well, then you think right, about no, it. No. I'm doing six minute miles. I only have four miles left. I only have to hold it for twenty minutes. Yeah, but no, no. Here's what you here's here's the here's the thing I'm getting at. The top prize of the Boston Marathon is what? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's a quarter million dollars, I think. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe it's more now. I, I'd have to look that stat up, ladies and gentlemen. I would have to look that stat up because I really don't. I'm know. I'm pretty sure it's a quarter. I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's a quarter million dollars. Mm-hmm. You're out there at the 22, 22 mile mark, and you're from Ethiopia. You're from Kenya. You've been training your whole life to be at the Boston mm-hmm. Marathon. You're in America. Mm-hmm. It'd be it'd be a tough stop to go try to take some fucking shit at the 22 mile. Well, that's what I'm saying. They either poop themselves or you they these guys shit it. their pants, man. I've seen pictures of like least. crap. I mean, literally, this shit would have to run down their leg by yeah. the yeah. about the 25 mile mark. They'd have yeah. this shit running down their yep. leg. I've seen pictures. Right down Google their it. shoe. Google <laughs> it. I Google it. I've seen pictures. Oh here's, my! But here's here's what I don't understand though. These people, no, I get it. It's their job or like that's what they do. And if they win, they get money. But at the same time, you have endorsements, you have everything else. If I was that fast, you know how many more marathons I would run? I already do like one every other weekend. Probably one like right now, July, I have two. August, I have two or three. And then September and October gets crazy. It's like almost one a week. Yeah. But... If I was that I fast, you. I would add a lot more. Like, and these people, like, there's never been one Kenyan who has done all six majors in one year. Never. Well, at that le- at that elite level, like those guys. Oh, they're, they're, I mean, those, those guys are doing maybe maybe one, if two two marathons at the most, two but marathons know, a year. Why period. not do all six? You're that fast. It's not like oh, oh I'm going to overtrain. Get out of here. No, yeah. you. you and even so, okay, I get. But I, I tell you what, man, I'll disagree with you here for a minute, though. Ooh. I know, I know you're saying they're, I know you're saying, I know you're saying they're bums, and they should be. These pussies should be running six marathons. Well, that's not what I'm. And going I'm not, for the whole thing. I'm not saying that. I'm I'll not saying they, I don't no, get no, why no. they don't. Like, if it was, I get it that it's, I get it that it's, they want to make sure and guarantee they get prize money. But at the same time. I'm looking at it from like my point of view. Like, okay, if I, all I cared about was finishing the races, yeah. and whether I win or not, I'm sure if I ran a two thirty average, I'd be okay, stoked about trying to get a pri- the prize money. But if my concern is just finishing the race or doing as many as I can, 
if I ran a two or two thirty marathon, I'd sign up for a lot more because it to me it's not about the money. To them, yeah, because they want to guarantee that they win it. So of course they're gonna do like if they do London, they're probably not gonna do anything until New York or Berlin. Or if they do Tokyo, they're probably not gonna do Boston. Or maybe they do. It just they'll stick to like one or two a year. And I get that. But it would just be nice if I could run that fast because I would get all these things that I want to do done. Now, back to the shitting, taking the towel is fine for a marathon. But say I wanted to do, because, oh, because Big Footy, you, have you met Big Footy? Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, Big yeah, Footy. Yeah. Big Footy Big I mean, Footy. I don't know. I don't know him well, but he, he, he Big I, Footy, I've met him a couple times. He's pretty cool, dude. He's Big Footy cool hit guy. me up. Uh, really cool guy. He hit me up via text uh, about a week or so ago. And he was like, hey, do you have Netflix? I'm like, yeah. He's like, have you checked the Barkley Marathons? I'm like, I've seen it, yes. With the Barkley Marathons? Yes, the Barkley Marathons. Real quick, I'll let you finish your quote and then tell me about this Barkley Marathon, man. The Barkley Marathons. You have to... I don't think Barkley. I think Charles Barkley. No. A hothead on TNT. Sportscaster. It's named after... Punch Shaq back in the day, man. No. That Charles Barkley. It's named after a different Barkley. I forget why. But anyways, it's this guy, Lazarus Lake. He came up with this race. And he was an ultra runner. Ultra, basically, anything longer than a, a marathon. And it's in Tennessee, in Frozen Head State Park. It is basically 100... He says 100 miles, but it's more like 130. Uh-huh. It's basically five loops. And you're in the woods. And basically what you do is you start at the same gate. And you go and and you go clockwise the first loop, then counterclockwise the second loop, then clockwise again, counterclockwise, mm-hmm. and then when you get to the fifth loop, it varies because it depends on how not that many people get to the fifth loop. Uh, it's the it's the opposite way of the person who got there before you. So that sounds like a brutal marathon course. Well, it, it's it's Ooh. it's in the woods. Nobody knows the course until the day of. Like the map, like yeah. he puts he pulls he puts out a master map, on, on like on paper, like an actual map map, not a Google map, not like a website, it's like an actual a, map, a, map, a real paper map, yeah, paper oh, map. Yeah, you you and show you, up there, yeah. they're like, here you go, here's here's the paper map, navigate that, and you can't take it with you. <laughs> gotcha. Man. You have to copy the course from that paper map onto your version of the of the state map of the state uh, park map. So then, okay, and then along the course, there's these books. And every stop, your bib number, you have to rip off that page from that book and bring it back. So that's how he guarantees you went through the whole course. Well, the whole loop. So, like, once you do the first loop, he'll give you a different bib number for the second loop. And then you bring back those pages and, and so forth. So that's how he guarantees you did every single loop, the whole thing. So, there's there's hardly any way to train for it because you don't know the race. Nobody knows how to apply to to sign up for the race. They only take forty five people every year, and the wait, only, to what, 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 forty five people to run a marathon. Well, well to a run full the, marathon. The, well, no, the, to run to run the whole thing. It's a hundred. It's a hundred. 100 130. It's five laps. Oh, you're talking. To, oh, I'm sorry. You know what, man? I missed your called, earlier. It's called, I got you. I'm with, it's you, called, I'm with you. It's called. The thing is called the Barkley Marathons, but it's basically five loops. Each loop is about 26.2. Okay. 
So you have 60 hours to do all five loops. And it's in the park. It doesn't matter if it's rain, snow, hot as fuck. Yeah, whatever. Getting bit by mosquitoes out there. You take whatever you want. When you're done with a loop, you can stop at camp and like eat something or whatever and then go back out. And then nobody knows the course and nobody knows how to apply. The only way you would find out how to apply, you have to ask someone who's done it and they'll tell you how to do it. And then you basically apply. He sends, if he picks you, he sends you like a letter of condolences that you're in. And then it'll, they only charge you like $1.60. And if it's your first time, a license plate from your home state or country you're from. <laughs> so, now, now, real quick, let me rewind you for a second. This marathon sounds pretty, this, no, not even a marathon. A marathon times five? Yeah. Sounds pretty badass, dude. Now, where, where's this at again? Tennessee, it's it's close to Knoxville. It's frozen, frozen state. So you're out towards it. You're on the eastern Tennessee, towards uh, towards the Smoky Mountains somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, Frozen Head State Park, and you go because you have to watch the Netflix documentary on it. It explains everything, and then basically, so Footy was telling me, he was like, if you do that, I'll be like your team, like I'll be like part of your your crew because you can take the crew to like help you out. Okay. And I'm okay. like, dude, I'm not even okay. First off. I hate tra- I hate trail marathons, so like because of the whole pooping in the woods and all that shit that you have to do with trail marathons, I like road marathons better. So my goal is to like do a fifty miler and do a hundred miler, but the hundred miler that I want to do is on concrete. I mean the Barkley is a whole another beast. You have to you have to be able to navigate a compass. You have to be able to read a map. You have to be able to find these books, yeah. and so basically. It, it it takes a lot, and then on top of that, you're going sixty hours without sleep, because the average, that's a beast. That's a beast, right there. The average sixty finish, hours without sleep. That that is the uh, average finish time. Beast, the average finish time is like fifty five minutes. I mean, fifty five minutes, fifty five hours. Yeah, yeah. For for the whole thing, the record I think is fifty two hours to finish the all five. So, and you don't even get a medal. You just if you're done, good. I mean, you you finish the whole thing, great. There's only been, in 25 plus years of this race, there's only been 14 people who finished the whole thing. 14 people. Mm-hmm. And what did you say? You just said 55 years. Twenty? No, I think it's 25. Well, at the date of the documentary on Netflix, I think it was uh, 2015, 2012. I, I can't remember what year um, the documentary race was. But at that point, it had been 25 years. Oh, and, at that, and at that point, only 10 people had finished it. So oh, since then, there's been four more. So if you finish that thing, if you finish that whole race, seriously, man, if you finish any of those guys that finished it, or females out there listening to this podcast, got to gotta, gotta keep an even mind here in America. I don't think a female has finished the race. Any, even if there was. Even if there was, you know, the Ron the Rousey marathon. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's beastie, dude. That's absolutely know, beastie, but, man. But I'm like, footy, I'm not even, we're not even, I'm not even there. But then I just recently rewatched it on Netflix. I'm like, you know what? I started looking at, looking at how to, how to see if I can find how to apply. I actually befriended, what's his face? Lazarus on Facebook and he accepted my friend request. So now I'm like reading his shit and I'm like, oh my Lord, I got to figure out. I'll tell you, what, I wouldn't be, Mexi, I wouldn't be surprised here. Maybe not this year. Uh, what 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 time of the year they do this race, dude? Uh, I think it's April. That's the thing, people don't. Dude, know. I wouldn't be surprised if April. I wouldn't be surprised if in literally right now. I don't. We might as well say about ten ten months from now. No. I hear from April. Aaron and Leah and and the rest of the all your forty friends. 
uh, the Jacks and the Jills, that Messi's going to try to do this crazy race. No. What do you think, man? What, what do you think? Your, your probability right now on a scale of 1 to 10, man, what's your chance of, what's your chance of even doing this race, man? Here's the thing. You have a big 40 in your corner. He's that. I'll tell you what. And, and the, the, the way you, real quick, the way you just talked, you kind of left the door open just a little bit that you're kind of looking at this race. But here's I know the, you're interested in it. I know you're interested. But here's in it. the thing: it would definitely not be next April. But it's really not a race I would want to do, if that makes sense. Like it's kind of like. Because here's all it I hear: it's a, it's a, it's a it takes away from your normal marathon experience. Well, here's the as thing: as far as doing different marathons, different. My states, dad, my dad doesn't get this because I've told him multiple times. Because he's like, he always tells me. I don't understand how you run if it's not for fun. And I'm like, it's it's never for fun. That's not the point. It is not for fun. The whole point behind me running is it's therapeutic. It keeps me in shape. I like getting a medal at the end of the race. And I like having accomplishing certain goals. So, like, in a way, I do get enjoyment from getting a medal or finishing one of my goals but I don't necessarily consider it fun. So to me, like if I somehow get into this Barkley, I don't like running lost in the woods. I don't know how to read a compass. It would literally suck because I would have to have like literally a backpack with me the whole time to carry the food or whatever supplies I need. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It, it, Rip off pages. I would probably do what most people do because on the documentary – the people who do it for the first time, what they usually do is they pair up with a veteran yeah. and kind of go together for like the first three laps or so. And then either they fall behind and quit or like the one, uh, the documentary on Netflix, the guy was doing it for the first time. He actually paired up with a veteran and they both finished that year. Yeah. So that I could see myself doing, but I would basically, and then on top of that, like what if the conditions are terrible? What if it's snowing that day and it's negative 10 degrees? Get yeah, the fuck or, out of here. Or it's a two day downpour. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, like the drive here. No, that, no. Right. Just be, oh, oh that dude, I hear, I hear you, man. Oh. Now, we're real quick, too. You know, what you're talking about right now, man, what you're talking about right now, as far as this ultra marathon, it kind of reminds me of, you know, last summer, went to Alaska. Went to Alaska mm-hmm. last summer and learned, really, really sat up there and learned all about the Iditarod and how intense that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about right now, sort of like not to say it's. It, and what you're talking about is very intense. That Iditarod is very intense as well. They say these these these, mo- these mofo's are out. These motherfuckers are out there in minus thirty degrees. That's yeah. Running horses, middle of the night, nowhere, nowhere, have, don't have a clue where they're at. Don't know where their next meal is. I don't know what's crazier, man. This this marathon idea in Tennessee or this uh, Diderot in Alaska. Well, this well, idea in Alaska, I'll tell you what, I watched a, a Netflix documentary on it too. Mm-hmm. Even after the trip. I got home, I was pumped up about all things Alaska. Mm-hmm. Found a documentary on uh, on Netflix about mm-hmm. this Iditarod. You gonna be fucking nuts to do that shit, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little there's a little piece of fucking nuttiness in you that had you, you had to be a little bit loony and head to, well, here's the, to, here's, to, to to go race that shit. The Barkley, it's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts. Man. The Barkley, you basically, um, they say that because it's in the mountains, it's in 
you know, the Smoky Mountains. You basically go up and down. I forget how many feet elevation, but it's basically like going up and down Everest twice total. And then on top of that, when you get there, you don't know when the start of the race is. Like you get there and you, you get your bib and all that and you basically wait for Lazarus to like, he, he basically uses this like shell to like, as a trumpet and he announces that when he announces with the shell, basically that indicates that you have one hour until the start. Wow. But you don't know when. So you could get there like at say four o'clock on on the day and you could be there until next morning at eight eight o'clock in the morning and you'll know if he's and that's when, when you well, you'll know because it could be at two AM, it could be at three, it could be whenever he decides to do the little shell thing and then and it will be an hour after that. And then the start of the race, once he does the shell noise and you have an hour left, then you line up in front of that gate and he lights a cigarette. And that's the start of the race. Just light a cigarette. <laughs> Wait a minute, good old, good old Tennessee boy. Yeah, dude, Tennessee just lights, lights, up a a te- lights up a cigarette right in front of all the suckers that didn't ready to run. Yep, and then they just go. 130 yep. miles. And, uh, and then, like, the documentary. Is he over there drinking, too? Well, he's just sitting there. Like, so the moonshine with him, too? Or is he, it's just <laughs> hey. a cigarette. Just, no, a just, just, just a cigarette for the start. Just and then, a cigarette, then he, okay. Then he does, whatever he does, All I don't right. care. But then, here's the thing. Like, so you start clockwise, and then, like, say he say he makes you start at 8 o'clock. So, like, the first loop of 20-some miles takes you about 10 to 12 hours. Then the second loop, it's overnight, because it's already, like, it's going to be dark by the time you finish the second loop. So you got to make sure you take a night lamp. It's, it's just, it just It sounds so insane that I would just, like want to stab myself if I yeah I'll tell you things man. would have to be perfectly aligned in order for me to like even have a shot at finishing it would have to be decent weather outside so like 60 and not not too hot not too cold I would have to have like the proper meal preparation I would have to go with a veteran follow his ass basically everywhere and, the, and this obstacles in a way like you go up like through these thorn bushes and it's just it's just oh, insane dude. You go, you go through this prison. There's like a a band. Well, actually, no, I think I think it's an active prison. And you have to go through like the tunnels, like the little sewer tunnel that you go through. It's just, it just you have to check it out. It's it's ridiculous. Holy smokes, man! It's ridiculous. not ridiculous. It sounds crazy, man. And then not only you contest with that though, you're on the, like you said, the Smokies. Yeah, no. You're down there. You're contesting with the potential black bear on the trail in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's actually not. It's actually not that far from from us because if if I think about it, if it's like a little bit left, well, west of Knoxville, it's about a five hour drive. Four. Oh, you talking where we're at right now? No, no, no from Columbus. Well, from, from here, Columbus. it's probably four hours too. Because if you go forty, you're basically there. Yeah, forty from shoots Co- you right over. Yeah, but yeah, from yeah, Co- yeah, from, yeah. from, from, from Columbus, here, yeah, from here it'd be about probably four hours if I had to, if I had to put that in my phone. From Columbus, I think so too. It'd be, it'd be like four or five. Because I no, know from, you know, man, from Columbus, dude, you take seventy five and then go across. Four, well, you actually you, you go yeah. You don't even have to. You don't have to go to forty from Columbus because you go seventy five. When you get to Knoxville, right before you get to Knoxville, you go left, and it's right there. Like I, I, I tried looking it up uh, on the map. Gotcha, but it's just, man, it's gotcha. just, it's just, no. And I was like, footy, we're not even there yet. I'll let you know if I ever decide to do it. Like, we're not even there. <laughs> what did he say? He'd probably start laughing we're not, up. We're not even there. <laughs> we're not even there. No. Oh, man. Like, I'm already content that I am number 262 of 14, 15,000 people in my club that are titanium level. Level 10. Yeah. 
Well, actually, I'm sure there's more now, but like at the time, I was number 262 or 268. I can't remember. But yeah. So for now, we'll content with that. We'll keep doing the state thing, and then we'll see where that goes. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Sir, sir, in all, and this is credit towards you, man. The state thing. How many states you been to now? How many marathons in? How many marathons in the, in the hatch? How many marathons in the books? Total. You're probably looking at what you get about what forty two or some shit like that. Overall, like overall number of marathons. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Or we'll states. I'm backtracking. Okay. State. Total marathons? 56. 56 total marathons. Mm-hmm. And wow. Then, and then... How many states? 34. 34 states? So you still got about... You got 16, 16. states to knock mm-hmm. out for a marathon, man. Oh, 16 states. Are you, gonna get, you, are you, are you really going to get to, like, say, okay, like the Honolulu Marathon or the... That's in December. That's the actually... The Juneau, actually, Alaska Marathon or... Well, I forget. I think it's Anchorage because Juneau's too small. Juno's too small. Juno's way too small for that. Yeah. Unless you want to run the same lap. There, well, there is one there, but it would be too small to fly there. It'd be like an extra like plane or whatever. Now Anchorage is a. I think I would fly. It, I think it's Columbus, Chicago, Chicago, Seattle, Seattle, Anchorage. That's okay. how the flight would go. And that's I would have to have a Monday off, and I, it's August twentieth actually. If I if I pull it off, six hundred bucks. Um, I would, Wait, six hundred dollars flight to Alaska. Yeah. $600 flight to Alaska. That's really, to be honest with you, man, that's really not that bad. I know. And that's then, really, that's a pretty good price. And then you get there, well, here's the thing, you would leave, I would have to leave Friday right after work, get there the morning of the race, like I literally land at the airport, the race is like two hours later, then run the race, come straight back to the airport, and then get on the plane, and then literally get back like mid-Monday. Oh, that's insane. That's a closer fuck of a flight, man. That's but I'll tell you what, it, 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 Mexi, for you, it's worth it to knock out of state, man. Well, yeah. If Alaska. you've never been to Alaska, and I'll I tell you what, there. I was in Alaska last June. Actually, this time last year. Mm. Beautiful state, beautiful scenery, the whole nine yards. You're probably going to run a lot of hills up there, man. You're probably going to run a lot of hills in that marathon. Oh, that'd be terrible. That'd be oh, terrible. Dude. Absolutely. It's going to be it's gonna be terrible, but dude, that'll be the most fun 72 hours of this year for me, man. Oh, that'd be that's how That's how much I'll pitch Alaska to you. That's how much I'll pitch Alaska. Well, I'm guessing it would be warmer in June, well, August, than it would be if... Yeah, I think you're, you're probably going to be looking at about 75, 70 to 75 degree temperatures. That's insane. So, I think you'll be all right, man. So, switching gears here. Mm. Tell me a little bit about your road trip last night, man. You stayed, you said oh something my about God. the way in. Oh. Let, the, let the people know. Let the fans know out there. What the hell is fucking hood? First off, first question I have for you, man. Mm. Everybody wants to save a couple of dollars when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. You're pulling into a city, mm-hmm. and you see you pull up the highway. You see uh, an Econo Lodge, Travel Lodge. Here's the thing. You might you might see you might see a Hampton, which is I like Hampton. A Holiday Inn, I like Holiday Inn. It all depends. you see the you see the roadway in. It all depends. For thirty nine ninety nine, man. Well, how was that experience? Let let the people know. Here's 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 what people in my club, even people, even marathon maniacs, don't understand this. They're all about, and I don't know if it's just like. I've actually actually you know what I've never I've not met somebody else. I would t- yeah I'm pretty sure I've not met somebody else. So all that I've done so far running wise in the club 
has only been, this is my fourth year with the club. So I've yet to meet somebody else that's my age or younger who's accomplished what I've accomplished in like the three or four years with this running club. So when I see other people, they're all like, oh yeah, I want to get a hotel at the start of the race. And most of us like to like bounce ideas off each other to like share hotel rooms, share rides and all that. But every time I try to share a ride or hotel room with somebody else, they're all like, oh, but we want to stay at the Hampton Inn, like right at the, by the starting line. I'm like, I'm not paying $200 a night for a fucking hotel. I don't care how close to the start it is. Because I'm all about, what I do right. is, what I do is, here's, here's how, how I operate. So I have an Excel it, 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 sheet. This is part of the podcast. Next to my matters. We're getting into the mind of Maxi right now. I have an Excel sheet, and I put in the races I want to do or the races I'm signed up for. And it, and it outlines everything. The cost of the race, what the, the nearest city, so like city, state of the race, the name of the race, cost to sign up, the, cl- the next closest major city, can I drive there, yes or no, cost to fly, how much gas I'm going to spend, hotel room, and if I need a rental car or not. So all that is outlined in the spreadsheet. So I'm purely going into each race looking at it at, from a dollar amount, like how much money am I going to spend per race. So based on that, well, no, very understandable too. As much as you travel around too, it's not. It's not like you're, uh, you know, for somebody that runs one half marathon a year, yeah, or one, yeah. half or full a year, yeah, yeah. You okay? You can go to the city you want to go to, spend a few extra dollars for a hotel. But it, dude, seriously, as many marathons as you run, well, that's the thing. Well, yeah, that, and, and dude, I come, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, look, I completely understand. And that's where last night kind of happens because I. I belong to the Wyndham Reward Programs for, like, hotels. So I get cheap hotels based on points. So then I also have um, my work actually partners with Hotel Engine to get us cheaper prices for hotels. So I have two search engines I use on top of Hotwire, for example, or anywhere else to find hotels. So what I do is, okay, so say, say, say for here. So I'm like, okay, so I'm driving here. I'm probably going to have to stay somewhere Friday night. Okay, let's aim for, you know, somewhere in North Carolina. So my first plan was, okay, I'm not missing time off work. It's a seven-hour drive. No big deal. So I leave at six. All right. Let's say I want to stop 11 midnight to sleep. Where's that put me? So I Google. Google Maps. Columbus to Raleigh. Okay. And then I look. I always do, I look at how much time it tells me it's going to take, and then I look at the miles. So, uh, so well, the miles is key. Anything, anytime it, you're looking at I look at, I look at the miles the because mile, Google, miles Google, Google always lies to you. And this is what the younger generations don't understand. Google is not God. So if Google tells me it's going to be seven and a half hours to get here, it's never, like, Google has never been right every time I come somewhere. Every time I go man, somewhere, it's never been right. I, I might digress with you here, man. It's never been right. Like, for instance, even, even last... Dude, I'll tell you what. Have you used Apple Maps, though? I have. And Apple it, Maps are garbage. No, no, no. I but, hate Apple Maps. Excuse me. I like Google a lot better. I use, I use Google Maps, and I use my phone, like, Apple Maps. They're never right. Like, even, even last night when I was driving through the storm, it kept saying... Like, it kept delaying my arrival time. Yeah. 
I still got to the rest area. Or actually, the three stops I did. So the first hotel, the second hotel, and the rest area. Each one said you will get there by a specific time. I got there before that time. Each time. And it always happens because what I do is... Well, the time on it's always a little slow. If, what I, if, if, they, if, they give a, if they say it's going to be an hour to get there, you know you're going to be there in 50 minutes. Exactly. So you know what, what I, I do is... Okay, so it says seven and a half hours. All right. Yeah. So yeah. I take the mileage divided by the average speed limit of the roads I'm going to be on. Okay. So if I go, if it's 70 miles an hour, I'm going to go 75. Okay, it's going to take me this much time. So five hours into it, okay, let's find a hotel around Winston-Salem. So then I used all the search engines and found the cheapest option, which happened to be the Roadway Inn for $38. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's, I'm like that's super cheap. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to crash. I'm just going to crash, crash there for like five hours. No big deal. So it, I book it, and I've never had an issue. I've used, <laughs> I've used hotel engine. I've used my window rewards. I've used hot wire. I've never had an issue with any hotel until yesterday, and I get there, and mind you, <laughs> last because, night sounded like last night sounded like a lot of fun for you. Well, man, because of the storm, it sounded a lot of fun, man. Yeah, because of the storm, I got there at like close to one, two in the morning, <laughs> and there, and I literally watched. And I feel bad because the guy had literally just started his shift. I literally watched him sell a hotel room to a girl and a guy, like boyfriend and girlfriend, right before I got up to the window. And he was like, I'm sorry, we're sold out. And I'm like, um, I have a reservation. Well, no, I mean, we no, we canceled the reservation. I'm like, well, you didn't tell me. And... You already charged me. And Wait, like, this this was still at the roadway in. This same, is the roadway. The, the roadway same hotel that had the, the, okay, okay. No, this is the roadway in. So this is the first okay. hotel. I, I got you, man. So this is the first hotel. So I'm like, I didn't cancel it. You canceled it, but you charged me. Like we didn't charge you. I'm like, uh, bullshit. I pulled out my phone. Oh. I'm like, you you charged me, you know, with tax forty some dollars for this room. Mm. And they're like, mm. well, you know, I can't really refund you. I'm like, and mind you, he caught me without caffeine, tired cranky, pissed off, and I'm like, look, you're refunding my money, or you're giving me a room, whichever one happens quickest, because I need to sleep. Well, we can't refund you, so I get hotel engine on the well, phone. Real quick, he said he could, they couldn't They could not. You. They could not refund me, because I... You, you because, well, apparently, that, I, I, yeah, I don't know. apparently, hotel engine charges me, like, the moment I book it through hotel engine with my work, it charges me then and there. And it's always... And they never, I don't know what it is, but with Hotel Engine, anytime I get to the room, they never ask for a credit card because it's already paid. Yeah. Whereas when I, do, when I do win them rewards, I'll, they'll either charge me, but then they'll still ask for a credit card for, you know, whatever. And so he's like, we didn't charge you. Hotel Engine charges you. Ooh. I'm like, okay. So I've got Hotel Engine on the phone. I'm like, hey, these fuckers are saying that they canceled my reservation. They didn't tell me, and you guys already charged me. And they're like, well, they didn't tell us you were canceled. They took it upon themselves to cancel it. So he actually called the hotel and asked them to verify, and then, yeah, we canceled it. So then he refunded me the money, and then he goes, would you like me to book you somewhere else? I'm like, that'd be great. So then he found me the Days in. what's the second stop, Days in in Greensboro. And I'm like, motherfucker, it's a 20-minute drive. All right, whatever. So I get in the car, drive 20 minutes this way, get to Greensboro. I'm at the window, and the lady's like, I had booked a non-smoking room. 
I get there and the lady's like, well, I don't know why they told you it's not smoking because we only have smoking left. I'm like, look, I could care less as long as I have a bed to crash. At this point, I'm going to sleep for four hours. So it doesn't this matter. Is, this is at the day's end. At the day's end. Day's North North at the day's end. Oh, my. So, so I get there and I'm like, all right, fine. Give me the key. They charged me. They were going to charge me 100 They charged me 80 because they were nice because, you know, I had gone through such, oh, such they gave, hardship. They gave, they gave you. They gave hard, you. Such hardship. <laughs> And also such, you know, oh, it's a smoking, solid smoking. customer service yeah. is what they gave you. Man. So then I get to the room. Oh, the my. door is covered in pee stains. The door, not the bathroom door, the actual door. And oh, I'm like, oh my god, okay, whatever. I get in. The bed's not made. The outlets <laughs> don't work. And I'm like, oh my god, no, no, no. And it's it reeks of smoke. And I'm like, I, I'm gonna die of second hand smoke in here. So, no, I'm, at this point, I'm like, I'm super pissed. I go back outside. And actually, this is probably why I lost my ID there. Because they asked for my ID, and I'm pretty sure she never gave it back. Wait, so your ID, your ID, I know you lost your ID, man. We, yeah, I know that from earlier tonight. So, your ID is there. Is at the day's end. <laughs> yes. North yes. So, you have to, what, what are they doing with that, man? What's the situation with that? You have I'm to go back it, tomorrow. I'm, pick, I'm picking it up, to, well, it's all the way back. So, I'm picking it up tomorrow. Oh, I, call, you I already called them. You, you have to stop by there. Uh, even to, I, I assume you walked out of the place. Well, no, 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 I, no, 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 I, as soon as I found out that that was the room, I went back to the lady and I'm like, yeah. look, refund me my money. This is ridiculous. I showed her pictures. I'm like, you got pee stains on the fucking door. I'm not sleeping here. So she refunded me my money again. <laughs> and then. But did I, she give you cash or she charged your card back? She charged my card back. So oh, I'm like, she, wow. refund, she refunded me my money. What my, did she say about that? What did you say? What did she say? She goes, oh my God. Off the, off the pictures that you showed. She goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I, that, this has never happened before. I'm like, okay, this, clearly, lady, this does not look like it's a well-kept up, up establishment, okay? It's not like this hotel right here. So I'm like, look, whatever. Just refund me my money. At this point, I just want to go and, and sleep. So then I decided, you know what? I know there's a rest area heading towards Rally. So I just got back on the 40, and I just drove this way, and right as 40 and 85 split, there's a rest area right there. I just parked the car, cranked the seat back, and I just slept for three hours from 4 to 7. My, <laughs> alarm, my alarm went off. At so what you, you say your alarm on your phone? Yeah, my, set my alarm on my phone. My phone was fully charged, of course. Set my alarm on my phone. <laughs> woke up. I'm like, all right, cool. I actually, I always have a robe in the car to change. Yeah. I, I use my robe to change, put my footy stuff on. <laughs> Drove this way, and when I took right down NG State, and when I when I took when I took the exit, there was like there was like a a Dunkin' Donuts there. I'm like, great breakfast. So then I ate, I ate Dunkin' Donuts, and then came straight to the field on three hours of sleep. Dude, that's I'll tell you what, that's a pretty impressive story. That's a very dude. Seriously, that's a what? When you walked into that day's end and saw the bed not, I mean, you saw the piss on the door outside. When you saw the bed not made. Okay, well, first I didn't know what the. What, I, I mean, what goes through your mind? You're mind walking into some like some disgusting hotel room. You look at a room like that. You're like, man, there's piss on the outside here. Here's the thing: the beds not made. There, there's probably some I'm crack very, whore. They got I'm some very heroin crack whore that just got fucking around in here for the last. I am very two hours. tolerable with the conditions of which a hotel room can be in, because what all I doing? oh sorry sorry all I care about is sleeping for. A specific amount of time. So, the pee stains, I didn't even know they were pee stains at first. I didn't realize they were pee stains until I actually took the picture. So, I walked in, I'm like, okay, this looks like either dried up Coke 
like Coca-Cola or pea stains. So I'm like, whatever, it's on the outside door. Okay, so I walk in, the bed's not made. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to have to unmake the bed anyways to get in. So I'm like, I guess part of the job's already done. The part five, of the job's already done. What the bathroom? The, like, the, part, the part that got me was the outlet's not working. And I'm like, I need to charge my phone. I need to make sure, like, like my laptop's charged. Like, I need to make sure stuff's working. Like, like really? Like, outlets are not working? Get the fuck out of here. That was oh, the final man. straw. That was the final straw to make you tell, like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm sleeping in the car. Because <laughs> in my car, on the drive towards uh, um, Rally, like, where the rest there is, I can just charge my phone in the car. Then I'm only sleeping for three hours, so the alarm's going to be off. I mean, turn off. It's going to go off on its own, whatever. And then my stuff's in the car. I'm in the car. It's not like they're going to jack me in the rest area. You know what? I'm like, you know what? And then the smell of smoke also was like, like, I've been in smoking rooms where like, it, it smells a little bit of smoke and it's fine. You always but, but it was, it was very, it was very strong. And I'm like, I literally can't even breathe in here. It's, it was to the point where like, I can only fall asleep if I cracked the door open. And let, like, the air out, and I would literally, I, I, somebody's going to come in and rape me if I leave the door open, so probably not. <laughs> so, so right, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm right. not staying here, let me get, no, fuck that shit. So. Yeah, it sounds pretty, sounds like a pretty rough hotel, man, out, out there in Greensboro. And I'll tell you what, man, it's going to be funny for you a little bit. Did you know why? The fact that you have to go back there and get your driver's license tomorrow. Do you know why the ro- roadway in, the first one. Why it was overbooked? They over they they had to cancel my reservation because they overbooked rooms. They overbooked rooms because they have a Jehovah's Witness convention in town that only happens once a year. And they're all and it, and it, it was that weekend, like this weekend. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is just. I'm like, really, Jehovah's Witness? Like you guys are seriously messing with me. Oh, I know it's more funny. I mean, no offense to Jehovah's Witnesses out there, but dude, the fact that they're all booking up on Broadway, yeah? What was even that? Like, what they, I mean, what do you think about it, man? They're, they're very strict people, as far as, like, from a, from a religious per- perspective. What do they... How do they... I mean, they're not they're not out blowing money on alcohol. They're not going out a lot. I don't know. You penny, you penny pinching that bed, you're going to stay at a Broadway in? Like, for those... I'm saying those folks. Well, that was the... Ex- I, I mean, an extra, extra $10, $20 goes a long way in a hotel situation. Well, that, well, that's the thing. You know what I, I mean? I don't know if that was the excuse he just gave me or, like, what the situation was. Because clearly, the people that he sold the room to in front of me, like, the girl, the boyfriend and girlfriend, did not look like Jehovah's Witnesses. And they were too busy, like, making out while in line. I'm like, okay, no, dude, no, no. Oh, that sounds like... I'm like, no. That sounds like a dirty hotel type Oh, situation. Lord. But, Whatever. It is what it is. It tomorrow, is what it is, tomorrow, absolutely. I gotta drive back, get my ID. That's gonna be quick. I just come in, come out. It probably wouldn't even be the same. So person. how did how did you know they? Would you you actually call the hotel? Oh the yeah, because I got back here and I thought the ID was down here in the in the reception. Because I'm like, well, I could have used it here to like try and get the key. So I asked them like, hey, my is my uh, ID here? They're like, no, nobody has an ID here. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, the only other place I could have possibly pulled it out was. The second hotel, because the first hotel at the roadway in, it didn't even get that far. It was just, they didn't even ask me for my ID. They was just like, oh, your room's canceled. And I'm like, oh, great. So the only time I would have pulled it out would have been the second hotel. And I'm like, there's no way I left it there because that means all day 
I didn't have my ID. So I called them, because I had the number on the phone, and I'm like, hey, my name is, you know, Alex Faria is uh, my ID there. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's sitting right here. I'm like, great. Um, would you like us to mail it to you? I'm like, no. I don't trust you with my mail. Right. I'm like, no, I'm, I'll stop by tomorrow morning and just leave it there at the front desk. I'll come and get it. Oh, it's on my way home. They're like, all right, we'll be sitting right here. I'm like, okay, great. Cool. So Ferrari tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Has to detour to Greensboro, North Carolina. Well, it's, not, it's not really a the detour. It's on, it's on the way. It's literally one of the exits on 40. Oh, so it's on the way. It's on yeah, the way, but it's, it's still a 10-minute inconvenience. I mean, you have to well, go there. I mean, I still have to, like, eat and... Well, it would be a lot faster the way home because it's probably not going to downpour tomorrow. So, oh, Lord almighty. It's such a, such a pain. Such a pain of a weekend. Tell you what, the mm-hmm. Mexican Matters podcast is always strong, though. I'll tell you what. It always. It I'll always. tell you what, brother, it's getting late, but I'll tell you what, the Mexican Matters podcast, always entertaining, and I'm glad you had him as a guest tonight, man. I'm yes. glad you had him as a guest, man. Thank you, thank you. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping everybody enjoyed this two parts. It literally is over an hour. This part alone. We've been bullshitting. We've been bullshitting a little bit. This part is literally yeah, over an hour. I, thought, I feel bad about that hotel situation. Oh, man, nobody wants to walk into a dirty-ass hotel. I mean, that. Well, that's the thing. I mean, at least you got your money back, though. At least well, you yeah. got your money back. You might have left the ID there, but you well, got your money back. You got your and money. here's the thing. Like, people in my club don't understand. Like, I really, like, when I look at it, like, back to my Excel sheet, I basically am looking at it, and I never booked a hotel in advance. Never. And if I have to fly, I always pick, like, I never pick the airport right off the bat. So, like, for example, like, when I went and did Salt Lake City, it was cheaper to fly out of Dayton. Yeah. So, I drove to Dayton, left my car with a friend. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Left my car with a friend. He drove me to the airport, and then I got there. Like, it's just, there's ways you can get cheaper flights. Like, you got to look at which airports are hubs for which airlines. And then if I do an overseas flight. Oh, because, yeah. Oh, if I do it if I do an overseas flight, for example, I'll buy the big the big plane ticket first. So like when I did Tokyo, I bought Tokyo LAX first. Then as it got closer to the date of the race, I bought LAX Columbus. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So because I was waiting for a deal. Same thing when I went to Europe, I bought New York uh, London first and then London Berlin and then the China bus from uh, Columbus to New York. So, all that goes into my Excel sheet. Same thing with the hotels. Like, I'll book, like, okay, so for example, next week I'm going to Angel Fire. So, I know I got to fly Columbus, Denver. So, I'm probably going to wait because Frontier has, like, dirt cheap flights, like, the closer it gets. So, I'm probably not going to buy that ticket until, like, maybe Wednesday, Thursday. Then, the rental car, I'll just use Enterprise. I can do that any point in time. And then, I'm set. And then, the race, I just have to make sure I get there. So... Same thing with the hotels. Like, I, if I have to book a hotel, I don't book it until, like, maybe a day or two before, and I check all three engines, like hotel engine, hot wire, and win the rewards, which are one's got the cheapest option. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Now, if, if and like I said, last, last night's events was the first time I've ever had an issue with a hotel. First time ever. There is literally one time where I stayed at a motel on the side of the freeway because there was a sign that said... $25 for the night and I'm like I'm staying right here which is my 25 oh but it's a smoking room and there's no wife I'm like I'm literally sleeping six hours I could care less where's the key 
It smelled a little bit like smoke, but I didn't care. I passed out for like five, six hours, <laughs> got up, went to the race. And that's the thing. I have no problem waking up early and driving to a race as opposed to like people in my club who are like, oh, I want to stay at the start in the Hampton Inn. Great. If you don't want to have, you know, to waste time, I get it. But these people are also older and these people also have like decent incomes. They're like most of the people in my club are lawyers, like well-established lawyers or people retired or people who are like have decent paying jobs that I don't know how they take weekends off where they could just fly anywhere because I literally space them out because I got to make sure that every paycheck is maybe partially contributing to a race. So like I get paid next yeah, Friday, I get paid, I get paid next Friday and next Friday that's going to go towards not next race, but the one I'm doing after, which is, uh, Montana. So Montana is like the 23rd. So I'm flying into Salt Lake city, same concept, renting a car to go five hours North. Oh, and let me, let me end the podcast on this. Some bitch in my club, we're bouncing ideas off each other and Somebody asked a stupid question of, well, make sh- how do you rent a car? Like, do you have to tell them stuff? And some guy goes, well, make sure when you rent a car, they're okay with you driving to a different state. Because some rental places don't let you do that. Some don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, my initial response was like, how would they know unless you tell them? Oh, they had no clue. Yeah. And, and then so... and so, so you have the car back in one piece, that's all and that. So, and so... <laughs> Somebody responded with classy exclamation point. I'm like, um, no. I mean, why? first off, why even the remark? Two, you don't have to volunteer information just because it, I mean, why would you volunteer information that's going to make you cost, it's going to potentially cost you more money. Oh, um, can I take this car down, you know, I know we're in Denver, Colorado, but can I drive this to New York City? No, probably not. But on top of that, there's ways to do that too. Like my parents were were driving my brother across the country to like, because he's doing his uh, fellowship in Reno. So my dad is renting a car in Columbus. That's and fucking, dude, Columbus to Reno, Nevada. Yeah, and he's, he's renting. That's all, dude, that's all. He's renting the car in Columbus and dropping it off in Reno. Yeah. So that, yeah, you can do that. It's a U-Haul van. So that's fine. But when I fly to Salt Lake City in end of July to do this race in Montana, which is a five-hour drive north of Salt Lake City, all I'm telling them is, hey, do I have to fill up the tank? Great. Okay. All right. Does the car have cruise control? Perfect. That's all I need. Oh, will you be driving around the city? Sure. <laughs> Comes back with like 500 extra miles on it. What are they going to do? Yeah, they're going to shit. Yeah. And it's always, it's never, when you return the car, it's always like some Somali dude that's like, just like, oh, okay, oh, <laughs> let me check, let me check the, 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 the gas, let me check the gas, oh, okay, <laughs> and then that's it. But yeah. yeah, oh, no question, no question, no All right, question. it's late, we gotta go, we gotta get to bed, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Ryan, it was a pleasure having you matters. on the I, show. Nexi, I'll tell you what, man, absolute pleasure, thank you for having me on, man. Aaron you're, is you're passed out. Dude. Aaron is passed out already, and we will see you next time.